Welcome to Data Protection Gumbo, episode 13, and I am your host, Demetrius Malbro. Please follow me on Twitter at dmalbro, connect with me on LinkedIn, and also please consider joining my LinkedIn group, Backup and Recovery Professionals, which currently has close to 17,000 professional members worldwide. And today on Data Protection Gumbo, I have the pleasure of speaking with Brian Reagan about Actifio. Reagan is the Global Managing Director of Blackthorn Consulting Group, which is an Actifio company. He was previously CTO of the Global Business Resiliency Services Division at IBM, responsible for the technology strategy, research and development, solution engineering, and application development for all global offerings, including cloud services. A technology industry veteran, Brian has held executive-level strategy and marketing roles at Arsenal Digital, Ziotech, EMC Corp., and MCI Telecommunications, and has spent over two decades in the areas of storage and information management. He started his career in IT consulting, serving clients primarily in the financial services, pharmaceutical, and government sectors. So without further ado, here is the interview with Brian Reagan. Welcome to Data Protection Gumbo, Brian. How are you today? I'm doing great, Demetrius. Thanks for having me. All right, fantastic. So let's jump right into the show. As we know, in the last couple of years, data protection has been in a data explosion where the magnitude of copy data is growing faster than a speeding bullet. And as a matter of fact, the world has generated 90% of the data in existence today, according to an IBM study. In this deluge of information, along with several trends in backup and recovery, such as deduplication, software-defined, virtualization, and hybrid convergence, are definitely setting the scene for what I call a new Star Wars-type data storage landscape, copy data management. So with that said, Brian, let's have a discussion about Actifio's approach to data management and how redundant data is leading the way of this data explosion. The way that data has been managed over the last 10 to 15 years is not going to cut it anymore, Brian. And especially in today's highly virtualized, fast-paced, and near-zero RPO and RTO world. So can you tell me how Actifio is positioned to radically simplify the copy data problem that has been growing five times the rate of production data? Absolutely, and and I think you you laid out uh, essentially the the secular trends that are really working uh, against uh, you know proper data management in the uh, in the data center these days. I mean, certainly the data explosion, um, kind of uh, mixed modalities of physical and virtual, and and obviously you know many major major enterprises having a rethink about even how they design and build applications. Um, so, you know, one of the, the first things, you know, if you go rewind the clock back five or six years when Actifio was, you know, at that point a, uh, a stealth company that, uh, that had a, a very interesting, um, uh, th- you know, investment thesis. And, you know, that was really recognizing this problem that you identified, which is that there were uh, the, the data explosion, um, you know, is an iceberg and below the waterline are all the copies of the production data that's above the waterline. Um, so one of the first and most important steps that Actifio took was, 
you know, given that that is the root cause of this data explosion or, or one of the key contributors to this data explosion, you know, how do we attack that and how do we attack the compromises that enterprises have been making to keep up with the data explosion? Um, you know, one of the most important compromises has been just throwing more uh, tools and technology and storage at the problem to try and keep pace, um, which obviously right. has cost implications. Um, but there are other, uh, you know, compromises that enterprises have been making as well, like service level objectives. You know, I'm, I might choose not to back up certain applications or back them up as frequently because I just can't meet my backup windows anymore. Um, you know, I, I might choose to be less recoverable in a disaster or, or some sort of major outage event just because I can't keep pace with all of the kind of proliferation of data and applications. Um, and so, you know, Actifio's approach started with the notion that um, the, and, and this is, you know, really tearing a page from the VMware playbook and what they did at the compute level. It was, you know, first, let's try and consolidate as much as we can. Um, let's try and consolidate all of those copies through a virtualization layer, in this case, virtualizing the data and the images of data, um, and, and use that technology to our advantage to create more of a single point of management and yet not compromise the ability to have all of these copies for multiple use cases. Um, and, you know, because, as you well know, you know, the enterprise data center is is a, a heterogeneous and, and frankly, it's it's a messy place, right? Um, you have that mixture right. of physical environments as well as virtual environments. You have a, a mixture of OSs and hypervisors and databases and application stacks. You have a, a mixture of small data sets and large data sets, structured and unstructured. And, and frankly, you have a need, you know, across use cases that span data protection all the way through to, you know, sort of development and test and analytics and sort of agility use cases to use all of that data. Um, and so the, you know, that really formed the basis of, you know, Actifio as this um, data virtualization layer, copy data, you know, virtualization layer that allowed us to manage inside of these heterogeneous environments at scale, um, but attack those root causes um, and attack the root cause of that, that copy data explosion. Okay, great. I, I appreciate you laying that out like that for me. So can you also explain how is your copy data appliance uh, able to take on the role of uh, performing backups, snapshots, uh, business continuance, DR, test and, deve and development, as you mentioned, and also analytics, all through a single storage system? Yes, absolutely. And, and it's important to, to note that, you know, Actifio is a software company. Um, we have a software platform that does the data virtualization. Um, and it can, you know, is, can be provisioned as a software appliance or as a uh, hardware appliance. Um, and that we can consume just about any block-based storage platform out there. Uh, because, you know, that was another fundamental premise in the founding of the company is that people have bought enough storage. Um, frankly, they don't. They need to take a break from buying storage, if anything, and that, you know, the ideal form factor of our solution would be able to come into environments that exist, reclaim some of that storage that's already been purchased and is sitting on a balance sheet depreciating, and being able to leverage that to manage some of this copy data. Um, and so the way we do that, it really, it, we, we like to break it down in kind of three simple parts. Um, we capture, um, and we manage it, and we use it. Um, we capture the data in its native format at the block level, 
Um, we capture it in the first, um, you know, format or the, the first capture, rather, I should say, as a full snapshot. And there, uh, every capture thereafter is change blocks. Um, and yet what we do is we incrementally merge those change blocks. So we have virtual full point in time copies um, throughout whatever the SLA dictates, um, whatever the life cycle of that data will be. Um, and, and because we're capturing in native format, we avoid all of those, you know, traditional sort of um, inefficiencies. Uh, for example, in, you know, kind of traditional uh, backup and recovery modes where you're essentially capturing it and then translating it into a tape streaming format. Um, that's a level of inefficiency that we can avoid by just taking native copies. Um, the second step in that three-step process is managing it. And as I mentioned, the, the management structure and framework is this notion of an SLA, um, which really determines how frequently are we going to capture the data, um, how long will we keep the data in an instantly accessible format, when we decide to move that data into more of a, a more capacity-optimized format, if we choose to move that data over the wire to a remote location, and if we choose to do so, will we rehydrate it so it's in an instantly accessible format in that remote location? Um, and when that data really needs to be expired, um, that's really the management construct and, and, you know, really forms the basis of how we, you know, um, we, we really can manage data through its, its effective life cycle. Um, and then the use part, well, it, you know, again, if you think about this virtual image that's in its native format that can be provisioned or mounted um, nearly instantaneously regardless of its data size, that opens the, uh, the possibilities to the use cases you described and many more. Um, we're, that's one of the most uh, fun parts of, of my job is getting out and, and spending time with our customers and our prospective customers and hearing about the new use cases that they're inventing because, you know, when you when you unlock the, uh, the potential of having access to your data nearly instantaneously, um, the, it opens the doors for a lot of um, you know, new capabilities and, and new agility inside the enterprise. Okay, great. So your appliance is able to reduce up to a 90% reduction in the total cost of ownership. And your appliance also has been deemed as application-centric. Can you explain that for me, Brian? Absolutely. Um, you know, application centric is uh, quite simply uh, means that we're going to capture the data in the most effective and efficient manner specific to the application. Um, so for Oracle, we're going to capture it using RMAN. Um, for VMware, we're going to use VADP and the vStorage APIs. For Microsoft, we're going to use VSS. And, and the list goes on and on. Um, in those environments that don't have rich APIs for, for capture and change block tracking, we'll create our own filter drivers or block drivers to do that. Um, but the, the point is, let's capture the data in the most effective and efficient manner, but provide a single point of management of all of that data. So it shouldn't matter that you have an environment with SQL server-based applications and Oracle-based applications. You should be able to manage all of that application data in the same fashion. You should be able to create generic policies or SLAs that can be applied to any of those data sets. Um, and this is really, you know, it speaks back to the TCO uh, discussion. Um, you know, if you think about, you know, the experience we've all had as, as we talk to and as we've been in large enterprises, you know, you have a traditional backup application in place um, and, you know, fill in the name of your favorite backup application. 
Um, and lo and behold, you start to virtualize more of your physical or your um, uh, production environments. And that traditional backup application might not be great at virtualization. So you will go off and you buy an additional technology or additional backup application that tends to be a little better at uh, backing up virtual servers. Um, and then, you know, you start to realize that you, maybe your RPO requirements are such that even backup on a daily basis isn't really there. So maybe I, I invest in a CDP platform or I, I invest in some log shipping software on top of my database environment. Um, and then what I really need is I need something that can help me instrument recoveries in a remote location. So I invest in another tool set and another set of technologies. You know, each one of those tools and technologies obviously has its own, you know, license and maintenance and, and you know, traditional costs. But, you know, as, as we've all seen in the enterprise business, you know, the acquisition costs can be as little as 20% of the overall cost of ownership over time because it's the people and the processes and the change management and all of the other, you know, operational expense that goes into managing all of those individual technologies that can really contribute to this escalation of costs. Um, and so, you know, by applying an application-centric view, single point of management, but with native capture and native, um, you know, ingest and, and knowledge of the application's data, um, we can really achieve not only the, the tools and, and, you know, capex uh, reduction in cost, but also have a, a cascading effect on the operations costs that, uh, that are associated with all these technologies. Okay, so Brian, your uh, virtual data pipeline, or VDP, uh, as as it's called, it it virtualizes copy data, and it captures one single or gold copy of data from production. Now, I must say this is this is very cool stuff. So, how simple is it to manage your appliance on a day to day basis? Great question, um, and you know, an important question too, because you know, anytime a a, you know, emerging technology is uh, is in evaluation and 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 being considered. Um, the operational impact that that uh, incorporating that new technology um, has to be weighed, and it's a it's a very serious consideration, as as you well know. Um, the management uh, of the the platform itself is very straightforward. Um, you know, with the the ability to create generic SLAs um, that define data life cycles and then apply those to any applications that are discovered, um, there is a, a set and forget dimension of that. Um, and and actually, you know, one of the other things that's probably worth mentioning in in terms of management is you know most of the large enterprises in which we're deployed um, are instrumenting our product either you know by tapping directly into to our RESTful API and, and you know, orchestrating it through um, you know, whatever orchestration platform or, or language that they're using, or even um, instrumenting it through an enterprise scheduler. Um, and so you know, Actifio was absolutely designed from the, the outset to be able to be incorporated non-disruptively into an existing management paradigm, because the reality is, is these enterprises are large, and, and diverse and complex environments um, with uh, uh, already an associated operational overhead. Um, and we did not want to contribute more to that or add more to that. Um, if anything, what we wanted to do was snap in quickly and allow the benefits of Actifio to essentially build over time um, so that operating you know, overhead associated with all of these multiple tools can be uh, driven down. Okay, great. I appreciate you explaining that for me. 
So can you talk a little bit about the use cases? And I know we touched on them just a little bit. Uh, so use cases, I guess, in regards to uh, your product being application centric and SLA driven. And also, uh, I guess, where are your customers getting the most value today with your product? There's really four categories of uh, primary value um, that uh, that we see and, and, you know, my team will document, um, you know, and, and in no particular order. They're, they're really time um, value cost, risk, and then um, innovation. Uh, and I'll, I'll just speak briefly to each one. I mean, obviously, um, time, okay. uh, you know, there, there's a lot of, of different values of time. There's, you know, the, the time to data access in a recovery scenario, which can be, you know, depending on the application and depending on the industry, can cost, you know, real money um, every minute that that application is offline. Um, but there's also time in the sense that um, if I have the ability to do more parallel development of, of a critical application and get to market faster, um, that time to market and time to value uh, can be considerable. Again, particularly in highly competitive industries where you know we're sort of in an apps war um, out there, and and the ability of customer A to to get their app to market faster than customer B or company A and company B. Uh, that can, you know, spell the difference uh, in millions of dollars in uh, in potential revenue. Um, so time has a lot of different facets to it, and we absolutely see that as uh, is, you know, a, a key value driver. Um, cost, I think that that speaks to itself, and we've already talked about a number of the different levels of uh, or levers of cost and the capex side, the ability to reduce tools and and uh, technologies, um, uh, or at least minimize uh, the tools and technologies. The ability to avoid future storage growth if we can reduce a lot of the copy data growth existing in uh, inside storage arrays. Um, risk, I mean, certainly um, when you think about the cost of risk to an enterprise uh, relative to either uh, compliance gaps that, that lead to, uh, you know, fines or, or uh, regulatory pressure, uh, or even just the, the, the notion of risk uh, from the standpoint of you know, the, the more data proliferation in my environment, frankly, the less control I have over that data and the more potential um, at risk I am for an exposure or a breach. Um, and then lastly, innovation. Um, you know, and this, I, I think that, you know, this was one of the interesting things as you look back um, in just the recent history at the trajectory of VMware um, and, and what started as, you know, something that was interesting to, um, you know, some some developers or some techies in in Sandbox environments, you know, in the uh, early to mid 2000s, um, is is now a, a technology platform that's driving attendance of you know 25,000 attendees at VMworld, um, and it's because it's driving, uh, it's changing the way applications are constructed, it's changing the way that we think about our data centers as logical entities, not just physical entities. It's it's really changed the way we think about how we deliver IT and and. You know, we, we see a very similar type of, of journey um, now that we're, we're, you know, we're really um, thinking about data differently. Um, you know, if, if we can do that same level of transformation inside the data center that VMware effectively did for just the compute layer, beginning with compute, um, we think that the level of innovation that that can drive both in the delivery of IT, but ultimately, and most importantly, in the delivery of the services that run and drive the business um, that's going to be a huge benefit to uh, to our customers. 
and you kind of touched on this a little bit as well. And I really want to know, so how does your solution make it easier for companies to comply with data governance and also maybe even compliance regulations? Sure. Um, and, you know, part of it does come back to an ability to take um, what is today a whole host of physical disparate copies created by multiple disparate tools and consolidating those down into a golden image and then um, a, uh, you know, a, a library, if you will, of, uh, of virtual images that can be used on demand. Um, that's, that's at the top level. Um, and, and obviously consolidation can, can provide great benefits in terms of data governance. Um, but there's, there's a, a few more levels to that. Um, one is, you know, with this SLA management construct that, that really is applied to the applications and the, and the application data, um, there is a built-in level of auditing and reporting that is part of that because it's not enough to be able to apply an SLA to data. It's also really important to understand who applied that SLA and who has the ability to touch it. And with you know kind of a roles-based access control structure, who has the ability to potentially affect data or touch data? Um, and and let's make sure that you know an, a, a platform like Actifio has the ability to not only comprehend those those controls that are um, in place in the enterprise, whether they're driven through Active Directory or LDAP, um, but then let's make sure we're applying that um, to the overall management of that data. Um, you know, a couple other small, fa- or not small, but uh, a couple other facets of, of governance and compliance. Um, we have a number of, uh, of, of uh, customers, you know, as we do business in 37 countries, many of whom wow. are governed by the EU, um, and as you know, data sovereignty can be a really, you know, critical issue, um, you know, when it, in certain, uh, certain geographies. And so yes. the ability with, through an SLA to essentially dictate a resource profile in which um, that data will be stored um, and, and being able to lock that resource profile down. So, you know, if I'm doing, you know, if application A is, uh, you know, has to be, you know, maintained in Germany, I'm going to put it in resource profile A, which is only in Germany. Um, and so the ability to, to essentially protect data leakage over borders is a, is a, is a critical capability. Um, and then, you know, last but not least, I, I would say that, you know, and many of the regulations uh, in an, uh, around the world, really, um, a lot of the, the, the um, elements or the attributes of the regulation specify retention uh, and specify retention time and, and uh um, and, you know, again, it, it varies by industry and, and, uh, and the like, but there, there typically is a retention dimension to um, different um, regulations. And so that's just another one of those elements of the SLA, that generic SLA that can be applied to any application data is to specify how long to keep that data and then when to expire it, when, uh, um, when it has passed um, its, uh, its logical retention point. Okay, thanks for that. I appreciate that. So Actifio works with most applications, and it's also able to keep the application-specific data intact, like I would say Microsoft SQL, Exchange, and you mentioned Oracle uh, as well. Is that correct? That is correct. We we like to say everything but mainframe. <laughs> okay, cool. That was a very uh, a short and poignant answer. <laughs> <laughs> So, so since you brought up the mainframe, <laughs> so um, 
I guess, are you also trying to uh, replace legacy backup applications? And I'll go ahead and mention them since I, I do work across that space uh, very extensively. Uh, IBM, TSM, Tivoli Storage Manager, EMC Networker, Comvault, and also Symantec uh, Net Backup. Is, is your solution really out to replace uh, these legacy or traditional backup softwares? <laughs> A question that we get asked pretty regularly, I might add. Um, so I, I think it's it's um, the the fair and correct answer is yes and no. Um, okay. Um, and and I'll say you know in terms of the no, I'll start with no. I'll I'll, I'll land on or end on the positive. But let, let me start with no for the time being. Um, you know, first of all, every one of those companies, every one of those successful companies. Um, has built, you know, a, a very strong and amazing product set and have been, you know, delivering value in the enterprise for years. And, and we have, you know, immense respect for those companies and the management of those companies and the technologies that they've built. Um, you know, Actifio, their management team and, and just about everybody in, in the company, um, you know, has a pedigree that has, you know, started or spent time in one of those those companies, if not multiples of those companies. And so we know what it takes to deliver an enterprise product. And, and you know, it's so it's, you know, in terms of are we looking to replace them? It's very difficult to replace any one of those companies. Right. Um, okay. And but but more importantly, um, every one of those technologies that you mentioned um, was built in an era um, where. Tape was the ultimate medium uh, or destination medium, um, the, and as a result, the, the format in which the, the data was converted to was a streaming format. Um, data sets were small. Data uh, and applications were physical. Um, and, you know, there, there weren't really, um, you know, a, a, there wasn't a necessarily a business driver to, to demand um, nearly instantaneous access to that data. Um, and so, you know, you mentioned it earlier in the in the discussion that you know they've they've really you know essentially you know built their wares um, for that time you know period and then have evolved them over time, but they haven't necessarily invented net new. Um, they they've really continued to evolve and 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 add a lot of really important functionality. Um, and many of those platforms are also you know uh, have capabilities to manage mainframe workloads. Um, and so, and, uh, and so when it comes to do we, are we looking to replace those technologies? Number one, we can't in the mainframe environment, um, nor, nor would we want to try and, uh, uh, you know, dis, displace that. Two, um, we really can't disrupt a tape based kind of mode of operation because, you know, we were built in an era and designed in an era where disk is really the, uh, disk or in whatever, who knows what, Next block-based format is really the ultimate destination. Okay. And and three, you know, in, in a lot of these environments, and certainly in in the EU, for example, where the retention policy has been save everything forever, um, there have been massive you know legacy catalogs built up, you know, in the multi-petabyte um, scale. And you know, it, I think it's it's really folly for any company, new or old. To think that they're just going to come in and replace, uh, um, you know, wholesale displace or replace um, something that's been built up over time like that, um, and so you know, so that in that catalog, or I should say, in that context, we're absolutely not trying to replace these um, legacy vendors. Um, now let me end on the positive side, which is now, okay. now what are we trying to do? Well, we want to deliver 
on the best data protection and resiliency service level objectives that we can. Um, and, and the reality is, is that many of the owners of those technologies um, recognize there are some, some critical areas and gaps in terms of what the product functionality is today and what the SLOs are uh, in the business now. Um, and a lot of these same companies are looking to streamline or modernize and consolidate their tool sets so they can deliver on these SLOs in a more efficient manner. Um, and they, they want to do so um, now. Uh, in fact, every year there seems to be, I think, IDC estimates or Gartner estimates that, um, you know, 20 to 30 percent of, of the backup market is essentially up for grabs because people are reevaluating and, and thinking about how they're going to modernize. Um, yes. And so, you know, I think that you know, the reality is, is that, um, you know, we, we can absolutely help a pretty important, you know, majority of that segment of people who are in the process of evaluating a new approach to data protection and resiliency SLOs. Um, and particularly, you know, looking through the lens of, you know, everyone's acknowledged that they're, you know, if you look at data usage and even if you look at data recoveries and that, you know, the, um, the long tail of data recoveries, most of the recoveries or restores that are done are in data that was written within the last, you know, two to five days. And so, you know, this notion of throwing something into a tape on a monthly basis, you know, over and over again and then putting it in a bunker somewhere um, on, <laughs> and in the, you know, hope that four years from now I might be able to find the data that I'm looking for and actually, you know, actually recover it. Um, that's just not a use case that really plays out in reality in, in you know, the day-to-day -day enterprise. It is more of a let me get my data now. It's something, you know, I just deleted or corrupted or, you know, something happened within the last week and I need access to that data. And that's why these disk-based, um, you know, technologies, you know, that underpin, you know, a data management and data virtualization layer like Actifio are so important um, because, you know, we want to cater to the needs of, of today's enterprise and, frankly, the enterprise going forward, which is, going to be, if not 100% virtualized, mostly virtualized. It's going to, you know, the data sets are going to continue to get bigger. The data requirements and the data usage requirements will continue to get more exacting and, and frankly, more intensive. Um, and it's just hard to do that with something that was built in the, you know, 1980s. Um, so, you know, I guess there, there's my, my very long, you know, yes, no answer to, you know, are looking <laughs> to replace these guys. Not a problem. So I guess we're all getting replaced by robots um, in the next uh, 20 to 50 years, right? And drones, yeah. <laughs> so we're just about out of time here, Brian, and I really appreciate you taking the time to come on Data Protection Gumbo. I want to thank you for And listening. I look forward to speaking I with you in the future about Activia. And ask Demetrius, that you, you provide a rating and share I, uh, with your I look peers. forward to speaking with you as well. Please follow me on Twitter at DMalbro. Okay. Thank you very much. And connect with me on LinkedIn. Together, we will be able to add to the innovation of storing data more efficiently and smarter. Have a great week.